Welcome to Your Personnel File, a podcast from U.S. Army Human Resources Command. Your Personnel File explores the programs, policies, and initiatives designed to serve you, the soldier, veteran, and family member. On this episode of Your Personnel File, we've borrowed a discussion on the NCO evaluation process recently recorded for the Tag Talks podcast. Army Brigadier General Gregory S. Johnson, the 63rd Adjutant General of the Army, discusses the evaluation board process with his Sergeant Major, Ramel Boyd, and Master Sergeant David Little, Chief of the DA Secretariat. Whether you're preparing for an NCO evaluation board, wondering what happens after board members recess, or have questions about your sequence number and the order of merit list, we encourage you to give it a listen. Again, thanks to the team at Tag Talks. Good afternoon. I'm Brigadier General Gregory Johnson, uh, your TAG 63 for, for the U.S. Army. Um, really excited today to, to bring you another episode of TAG Talks. We're in season two of TAG Talks where we like to highlight some very, very important uh, HR topics uh, for the Army and, and talk through it with what we consider experts that are either here in HRC, the Human Resources Command, inside the Adjutant General Directorate or the TAG, um, or outside in the Army. Uh, today's episode will revolve around the NCO Evaluation Board, which I, I find a very, very important topic for our NCOs, but broadly for the Army and, and our readiness um, inside of the Army. Uh, and it's talked about a lot, um, obviously, because it's a promotion evaluation uh, board, um, but also, what does it really mean? You know, I said promotion, but you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into a talk about what, what this is, why does it matter, uh, and what are some of the changes that we've seen uh, over the last several years to get us to the NCO Evaluation Board. Uh, but today with, with me are, are really the experts uh, on the topic. Uh, the first is, is Sergeant Major Boyd, who's our acting tag sergeant major right now, but he's been the chief of enlisted promotions for quite a while, so very happy to have him here to talk uh, through this topic with, with us. And then also Mass Sergeant Lil, who's our DA Sex Sergeant Major, um, who's intimately involved uh, with the NCO Evaluation Board process, uh, but also uh, in that role as the DA Sex Sergeant Major oversees the execution of these boards uh, for the Army. So gentlemen, hey, welcome here this afternoon. And uh, Sergeant Major, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll get into talking about the NCO Evaluation Board. Hey, sir, thanks for that uh, great and wonderful uh, introduction, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, it's been a great opportunity and it's been a lot of fun over the last 16 months. Uh, as we're expanding upon the evaluation board as we within the United States Army and some of the things that we're doing it for, uh, I look forward to being able to answer a lot of the questions and hopefully be able to pass some very good information out to the soldiers out there in the field. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for being with us, Sergeant Major. And Master Sergeant Little. Sir, thank you. Uh, Master Sergeant David Little, DASX Sergeant Major. Very happy to be here. Uh, been the DA Sex Army Major for about 90 days, uh, learning how these evaluation boards help uh, the Army's readiness and professional development. Uh, really looking forward to helping any formation, any soldier out there that can use these tools, assets, and ideals that we have to better their formations and make their soldiers and NCOs more prepared for evaluation boards. Yeah, awesome. Um, and thanks for being here and taking the time today. Um, for, for those out there listening, uh, we're all stationed here at the Human Resources Command in, in Kentucky at Fort Knox. Um, so we, we come in every day and, and focus on uh, this topic as well as many other 
um, promotions and HR topics that are related to HRC and the tag. Um, this one is, is near and dear to our hearts though. Big change in 2019 really drove us to the NCO evaluation board um, process. And uh, it's a lot about readiness. It's a lot about professionalism in the NCO core. Um, it's a lot about leader development and then, and then obviously just bettering ourselves uh, for the future fight uh, to produce the best NCOs at, at grade that we can. Um, that, that's really the bottom line why we transition to this. But um, broad topics are major. Maybe you can add, add to that, you know, hey, why did the Army move in this direction um, to, to execute evaluation boards versus what, what's considered, uh, you know, the past promotion boards? Absolutely, sir. So the, the, that transition was vital. Uh, the old school process, the promotion selection list and process, it, it stood in existence for about 50 years before we changed to our current evaluation board process. It was very beneficial for a lot of things, but there were some things that we noticed that we could improve on. Uh, while we would decrease the Army and we would hold promotion boards, we would realize that, hey, through the reduction of the Army, we've guaranteed specific promotions and we created an imbalance. Uh, in, in retrospect, when we in increase the Army, we've already conducted promotion boards and we may not have enough that we need for specific MOSs and grades. For a long time, soldiers would always ask, hey, if I didn't make the promotion selection list, where was I? Where was I compared to, compared to my peers? Where did I fall? Did I barely miss it? What, what am I not doing right? We, can I get a little more feedback to that process? We wanted to also be able to identify the right soldier to go fill the right assignment at the right time to improve the readiness, that professional development, that leader development, and the overall professionalism of the NCO Corps. Uh, those are the, the, the major factors that contributed to us changing uh, and going into the evaluation board process. Yeah, it's, big, it's a big move from, from my perspective as I, if I sit back and, and look at it. You know, I'm about 90 days into the job here and really getting into the nuts and bolts of, of some of our processes. And, and that's one of the things that, that jumps out. It's a, it's a big shift. You know, we were doing promotion boards a certain way for a long time. And, you know, th this is one of those exciting areas where I think we've, we've taken a leap to, to modernize a bit. Um, just like in a lot of other areas, we're modernizing on the IPSA front, we're modernizing in, in some analytics work, we're, we're consistently changing policies to really drive our readiness. Um, it, it, it's kind of exciting, but also at the same time, right, it, 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 it needs some explanation as we fully ingrain this into the force. Um, hence why we're doing like a tag talk today to yes, talk sir. a little bit about you know, how, how this all kind of plays out and, and why, and you know, what, what it means and why it matters to, to everybody. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, a little, and I'm gonna call you Sergeant Major here pretty soon because I think we're gonna make you Sergeant Major pretty soon. Um, it, what, what's the importance of the boards? I and mean, we've talked about four things being really kind of important. You know, maybe you can talk about, a little bit about that. Sure, the four important things that we're talking about with the evaluation boards is training, promotion, assignment, and retention. Uh, for the training piece, we want to make sure that we identify the first people that need to go to an NCOES school uh, because they're at the top of their population to get uh, hopefully promoted if the requirement is there. Assignments so that we can get the right soldier into the right place at the right time. And retention. Uh, we need to make sure that soldiers remain fully qualified for retention and identify those ones that might not be fully qualified for retention. And, and make sure that we code them correctly or do appropriate actions that we need to uh, within the Army. Yeah, so if I, if I take this down a little Barney style for me, right, so then that means, hey, we're using this, this evaluation board um, to identify folks going to training, folks getting promoted, obviously, 
folks going to certain excitements and then and then uh, NCOs uh, re retention of NCOs. That is correct, sir. Yeah. Okay. So big big reasons, you, you know, and big big linkages to that readiness outcome, right? You know, um, using this to facilitate those four things. Um, yeah, it makes sense to me. Um, Sorry, Mayor. Absolutely, sir. That's one of the things that we definitely want to make sure that the soldiers and we drive home. Because it's not just a promotion board, you got to put your best foot forward when you're being evaluated because it feeds four major factors, uh, especially with the re not fully qualified for retention piece because you're going to be notified by, you know, HRC of your subjective ability to be able to stay in the United States Army. And you're going to receive a notification and you're basically put on probation to not be in that category, you know, for an extended period of time or consecutive time in the same grade. So knowing that it's not just a promotion board, you know, you, you want the better assignments, you want to be able to put your, go to school and go to school at the top and go to school in time for your promotion eligibility when it comes, you're being evaluated for all of those and not just promotion. Yeah, yeah, make, makes sense. Um, and it, why don't you talk through this process, like the mechanics? Because um, you, you, you said, you know, the, tied to the retention piece, there's a not fully qualified, there's a not fully qualified for retention. But the flip on the top of the OML, right? Most qualified, fully qualified. Um, maybe we level set with the whole audience and, okay, so just talk through the process and how that all plays into it. Um, and then where we're going to go is talk a little bit about the timing of the boards, how many boards there are, and then ultimately, hey, what, what's everyone supposed to do to prep for these boards? Um, but to bring it back, Sergeant Major, why don't you just talk through the process? So evaluation boards will be conducted every year uh, around the same time frame within every year. February time frame, you have the Staff Sergeant Board. The May time frame, you'll have the Master Sergeant Board. August time frame, you'll have the Sergeant Major Evaluation Board. And the November time frame, you'll have the Sergeant First Class Evaluation Board. There's also an additional board in the September time frame for our 42 Sierras. There are special band members and one of our special bands uh, within the Military District of Washington area as well as at uh, West Point. Uh, the uh, board eligibility is critical to remember and understand because it'll be announced about 120 days prior to your specific grade and board that you're sitting on. Very important information comes out of that meal per message. It tells you the eligibility criteria, the dates, and it's vital information for soldiers to understand that. As we get to the results of the board and when the board's results are released, the big thing to remember is that there are four categories. There's the most qualified, which they'll be identified with the MQ based on the results. There's fully qualified. Those two categories our soldiers are eligible for promotion consideration. The last two categories of a not fully qualified and a not fully qualified for retention soldier, they're not eligible for promotion categories. The difference between the two of those is a not fully qualified for retention soldier is actually being on notice that he or she is subject to separation if they continue to find themselves falling within this category. It's imperative that soldiers update their records, go see their S1, and there are actually some key factors and things that some S1s need to do within that process, sir. Yeah, and we're going to break it down a little bit, because um, you just said a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm processing, processing all of it right now. Um, but let, let's go back and talk the types of the boards again. You know, and start, uh, start a little, maybe talk a little bit. So the Staff Sergeant Eval Board, Sergeant First Class Eval Board, Mass Sergeant, and then Command Sergeant Major, Sergeant Major, and then you said there's also the 42 Sierra, Sierra as yeah. well, um, special one. So the, thank you, sir. So the Staff Sergeant Evaluation Board, like uh, Sergeant Major said, is, is conducted almost every February. Uh, there's about 25,000 soldiers that we look at for that board uh, every year. Uh, from that board, we will find out who needs to go to school first, uh, who remains fully qualified, and who 
who are we looking to move into better positions uh, throughout the Army. And it will essentially come up with a order of merit list uh, for promotion if the requirement comes. Uh, next, you have your Sergeant First Class Evaluation Board. This identifies for promotion to Master Sergeant if the uh, requirements are there. Attendance to the Master Leaders course. Uh, continued service, as we've talked about, and then not fully qualified, not fully qualified retention. Your Master Sergeant Evaluation Board. This is for attendance to the SAR Majors Academy, assignment decisions, and again, for your not fully qualified retention. And your Command SAR Major, SAR Major Evaluation Boards. This will pick for your nominative SAR Major consideration, your key billets for brigade and battalion, and again, you're not fully qualified for retention population as well. Yeah, and, and these are, you know, SAR Major, back to you, you know, th these are conducted um, in the same time period every year. Um, that at is least, correct, sir. yeah, what we've done up until now and where we're kind of headed. That is correct, sir. Uh, and then one key thing about that is the dissemination of the order of merit list is a little bit different depending on what board you're looking at. If you're looking at the Staff Sergeant Evaluation Board and the Sergeant First Class Evaluation Board, their order of merit list will be released 90 days after the board is recessed. This will give HRC and other components time to rack and stack on who needs to go to school first. Uh, it'll give proponents a chance to identify people for assignments for key billets. Uh, your master sergeant evaluation board will be released 60 days after. Uh, and this will show, identify who is the prime candidates to go to the SAR Majors Academy. The SAR Major and Command SAR Major evaluation board order merit list numbers will be released 30 days after the recess of the board. Yeah, Can, who, what was the 90 day again? Uh, that is the staff sergeant and the yeah. sergeant first class evaluation board. Yeah, I got it. So as I'm writing notes down and just thinking through the, the calendar, you got the staff sergeant evaluation board in February, released 90 days roughly after that board's executed. Sergeant first class board is in November-ish, close to November. Same thing, 90 days, um, uh, the, the results released. The Mass Sergeant Evaluation Board is held in May, 60 days you know, target for release of that information. And then the, the quick one, maybe a smaller population, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Sergeant Major, Command Sergeant Major Eval Board in August, 30 days after that released. Yes, sir. And the key point of the 90 days is, is to hopefully have those top performers, the most qualified staff sergeants and sergeant first classes, already school trained by the time the order of merit list comes, so essentially they could get promoted the month after if the requirement is there for promotion. Yeah. Um, sorry, Major, talk, talk to OML um, a little bit, and then we'll, we'll come back to the calendar and preparation and all that. So, you know, how does the OML work? That's probably the easiest way to say it. Absolutely. So once we have released the OML for that specific board, and we'll use the SAR First Class Evaluation Board that was just uh, conducted and convened as an example, we'll release the results of that board via OML on or about the 20th of January. Uh, we will promote to the previous OML on 1 February, and we will start to promote from this board on 1 March. So when we release the results, we're also going to identify the last month of promotions for that board, and we will start to promote from the new one 30 days after. So that's the process within there. Uh, requirements are what drive promotions, if we're talking about from the OML from that perspective. The Army will tell us what requirements we have that exist, and then we will promote from that OML in order based on merit. Uh, there will be some soldiers at the top of an OML who may not be promotion eligible because they're time and service. As we went through the evaluation board, we no longer have what's called in a select objective, which means if you are number one, regardless of how senior or junior you are, 
you will continue to maintain and be number one on that board. When your time and your availability and you meet the criteria to pin for promotion and as a requirement exists, that is your opportunity to be promoted. Very important to understand that the OML is used. And also, your OML number never changes. For that 12 months that you receive that OML number at that board, that is your OML for the entire year unless you are promoted or you're not promoted and you're reboarded at the next year's evaluation board. Yeah, that's, I, I think that's really critical, right? You're on the OML and you've got a spot on the OML, but you still got to be eligible. Absolutely. So, and there are multiple factors, uh, flagging actions, um, time in service, time in grade, retirement submission of packets, whether or not that's something that you've done. Uh, meeting PME requirement, DLC, is important under the temporary promotion process. We are uh, using step in a, in a different order, but you still have to have DLC complete. That's very important to understand. Security clearances. There are a lot of Sergeant First Classes out there that don't even have an interim security clearance. In order to be a Master Sergeant in the United States Army, you must at minimum have an interim secret security clearance. So there are other factors that m meet the eligibility criteria. Yeah, that's key. And, Go ahead. And, sir, one key thing I want to say how awesome this new process is. Under the old process, if you were not in with that eligibility population and you would have been eligible like by one month, you would not have gotten seen by the board for that promotion board when it was. Now under the evaluation board, if you were eligible with any time of that next 12 months, say the 11th month of the board, you're getting seen, you're getting evaluated. So if you're doing the best that you can and you get a great OML number and the requirements there, it's right there when you're eligible, you'll get promoted. That's why this the system is so so much better than the old system. Yeah, no, that's great. So, you, you know, let me give you, a, gentlemen, a curveball. Um, so you're on the OML, you, you don't meet eligibility uh, for whatever reason. Is there some waivers involved with some of that, or how, how does that how does that work? Um, so out, there, out in the force? there are no specific waivers to that. So eligibility criteria in order to pin is firmly set and established. Uh, there are different options of being able to be considered or convened or looked at a board. There's waiverable, waiverable or exception to policy requests for that. An example would be, hey, uh, it says the date of birth cutoff for eligibility is set here, uh, and I'm two days older than what that criteria is. You can submit a request for an exception to have that waive to be considered for the board. Those options are available. But, it's, but regarding pinning on the specific rank, you have to meet the minimum criteria in order to pin. Yes, sir. Yeah, okay. Um, and that was greatly said by Sergeant Major. So for the pre-board, uh, the constant communication between both sections is uh, waivers can be done for certain eligibility criteria, how they have to be approved first. Yeah, understand. Um, okay, so let's break it down then for, you know, hey, what, what should S1's um, commanders and individual NCOs focus on? Um, let, let's start with S1s. I know wait, we're going to do a MILPR. Right, HRC and your team does a MILPR. We drop the MILPR. It kind of gives all that guidance and, and dates and, and whatnot out there. Um, so if you're an S1, what, what are you telling S1s to do? So they need to be a subject matter expert of that MILPR message. Uh, HRC does a MILPR Monday. You need to be in twine with those to pull those out. What population is considered within your formation and get it out there. Uh, they're looking to you for guidance and you have all the HRC tools that you need to get that out to, to your population. Let them know what the criteria you're looking for, everything from data rank, BASD, date of birth, uh, my board file cutoffs, NCOER submissions, complete the record, change of raters, anything like that. Uh, use your my board file tool at the unit. Let your command know who has validated their record, who hasn't even looked at their record, or who has looked at it but needs to make corrections. 
and get those soldiers in to make sure that their file is the best that it can be, um, be an advocate for them. Yeah, that, that's a little old school approach, right? You know, just make sure, you know, everything is dressed right, you know, you're crossing T's, dot and I's. Um, what, what I like, you know, and again, coming into this job, just looking at the timeline is, hey, if you know the boards are at a certain point in the year, right? This is a battle rhythm event then for a unit, um, S1, to, yeah. to know, hey, this is going to come, you know, at these, these points in time during the year, and then I got to back up my prep to ensure that, you know, my NCOs in, in our unit, right, are, are prepped for the best, you know, possible board files for the best possible chance to, to, to get selected, et cetera, and get to a high uh, level on the OML. Yes, sir. And, and sir, just to you know, expand on a little bit of what uh, Masson Little said, it's the two additional things that soldiers really need to understand and take into consideration out there is there are no more stabs. Under the evaluation board process, they no longer exist. So missing the board by not ensuring that their administrative data is correct or ensuring that they're doing what they need to do as a soldier's responsibility will cause them to not be eligible for promotion that entire 12 months. Uh, one of the things that the soldiers can also do, and along with the S1s, is we publish a eligibility list on our HRC site directly under the My Board File tool. So when soldiers go in to certify their My Board File, they should definitely click on that list to ensure their name is on that list of eligible candidates. That's our communication to the soldier and to the S1s telling them, hey, your board file should open. If you believe that you should have a board file that should open and you don't see your name on that list and you believe you meet eligibility, you need to start telling your S1, you need to reach out to HRC to ensure because not doing so and not being evaluated, you don't get a second chance. I yeah. also recommend that soldiers go in and read the AAR comments from previous boards. Uh, every board member does an AAR out to their field after a evaluation board, letting them know the, the key ports that they key parts that they saw in the board. A lot of it is missed data, missed dates, mismatched dates, uh, not accurate dates, stuff missing from their file, um, record briefs not cleaned up like they could be, and it does impact their view of how, how the record looks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, all, the, all this makes sense, right? You know, you, you get the MILPR that gives you some parameters, right? It's coming out roughly the same time each year. You, you can plot this out. Um, so you can actually prepare to focus on these things discreetly at different times of the year. And then this My Board File tool just sounds really powerful. Um, I know it's something we used to do, right? If you go back to the PSB days, if you're an HR person, you know, one of the big roles of, uh, of the PSB was to, to make sure the units were doing these kinds of scrubs with, with NCOs in the footprint that, that was serviced by that PSB. As we went to brigade S1-centric roles, that, that's now a brigade and a battalion S1's role, um, heavily influenced by that command sergeant major in those units. Yeah. Um, but uh, it sounds like that my board file tool gives us a lot of help to the S1s to kind of think through this. Absolutely, sir. It absolutely does. One of the things that, especially as a 42 out there in the S1, is the promotions clerk is the promotions clerk for everyone, not just junior enlisted promotions when it comes to the promotion boards. It's very important to understand that they have responsibility for all of the promotions. That includes the senior enlisted promotions. So learning how to use those My Board File tools and using those things to their 
advantage is critical to the success of their organization when it comes to their soldiers being able to ensure that their record is up to date and is good to go. And using that too, it's there, it's there for you to use and it's very important. Yeah, and I, I would say, you, you know, command and staff, that's a, that's a command and staff like topic, um, you know, amongst many other things. But, you know, as it comes into these windows, that seems to be pretty important to use that in those windows for preparation. And sir, I just want to let the viewers know it's, it's not going away. Uh, we're already testing it down to DASEC with uh, IPSA pool, uh, with the record briefs coming in right there, uh, making sure that soldiers can go in there and elect uh, their whatever they want to on their My Board file, and it will continue, and it will still be a tool for all units to use. Yeah, re really important there. Um, okay, so NCOs that are preparing for the board, what do they focus on? I mean, what, what jumps to my head is, hey, obviously, NCOERs matter. Um, but also updating your record matters. And, and making sure that I prepare my career to go uh, along with DAPAM 600-25, which whatever CMF I'm, I'm in. I need to align to what is the board members going to be looking for and what is going to make a good Sergeant First Class, Master Sergeant, or Sergeant Major uh, Corps select. Uh, and, and I'm hitting all those blocks uh, within there. And then, that, yes, that my evaluation is written for the board instead of a counseling tool. That needs to be the time for that senior rater to tell each board member what I want to know about that soldier's record. Yeah, make, make, makes sense to me. Um, and, and from a commander's perspective, um, I, I always appreciated the, the staff laying out, hey, this is where my unit is at. How many eligible? This is how many we reviewed. This is actually went into the board file to certify the board file and then you know, where are we at as we come up on that, that, that final date, you know, for, for submission. Um, and then also just, you know, the expectation of the one is given the key dates, right? So the SAR major knows the key dates, the commander knows the key dates, that, that drives that whole discussion in those units. Um, and you can do some of these checks too. I've always found, you know, even if you're in a training environment, you know, most people have access, you know, in training environments these days. And sir, one big uh, plug too is ACFT data. Please update it. It's getting seen by the board starting one October, uh, and it does play a factor. Yeah, be, be creative. Uh, an, another trick I always use too out in the field is, um, you know, SRPs. So you're doing sort of readiness processing and, and readiness checks. Um, we would always link this kind of records review to those events you know, where you're actively doing them uh, at different times during the year. Um, always a good trick, you know, to cover more ground. Um, if you have folks updating other things like DD-93s and SGLV and all that, mm -hmm. um, they, they also can update their records, you know, tied to upcoming board. Absolutely. So, okay, that, that, that's a good coverage. Now, mechanics of the board, um, you know, Sergeant Major, maybe talk through, you, you go to the board, the board is executed, right? There's people here at HRC and in, in the tag in the boardroom actually voting files, right? Then that kind of ends and the OML is built. What kind of happens at, at, at coming out of that process? Absolutely. So once everything is done with the process and the OMLs has been released uh, to the field and the promotions branch has them, the soldiers will receive it in their ACT. Uh, the data, the results of the board will be released from the OML. You'll have two categories released, our MQ and fully qualified. Our NFQ and NFQR will receive an OML number. Every soldier will get it. It will be in their ACT. The soldier has the responsibility of sharing their OML number with their peers, seniors, you know, mentors. That's the soldier's responsibility. It's not released to commands. Uh, and then from that point forward, we go into what we call promotion and OML management. 
Uh, schools will start to identify soldiers to go to school at the specific marked time frame based on projections of their CMF and where soldiers are seen. Uh, some soldiers will receive a high potential for promotion category depending on their assignment and what EMC cycles they're in. Uh, we will then manage the promotions on a monthly basis given to us by the Army based on the Army needs. Soldiers that are in a specific category that are initiated that possibly could be separated will receive their notifications. And that we will continue to do that process for an extended period over the next 12 months until we have started our process for the next evaluation board. So let's pull on the thread there for a minute. Okay, so you do, you do the board, right? All that kind of plays out over 12 months and then you do it again, right? New OML, right? I seem to think um, I get a lot of questions, even myself walking around that, about that you know, that the OML flips. Absolutely, so once you receive that OML for that year, it doesn't change. But if you don't get promoted that year, you will be evaluated again, and you could have a different OML number. There's a new group of young soldiers that are coming into the population whose first time of eligibility of being boarded are gonna be boarded. There are a lot of soldiers that are gonna retire. There are soldiers that are going to separate, and there are soldiers that are gonna obviously get promoted that won't, you will not be competing against. But the intent of the evaluation board is for you to strive to do good every single year and maintain your competitiveness. Take the hard job, put your best foot forward, understand that there are gonna be soldiers out there that are gonna be very good at what it is that they do and you have to strive to improve yourself every single year. So you could have a change in your OML number. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just everything Sergeant Major said, you gotta stay competitive in every aspect of it. Um, PME matters, go to try to get with honors. Take the hard job that nobody wants. Distinguish yourself from your peers, and, and that's what it's all about. Make sure that your senior rater uh, numerates on your NCOAR. Anything you can that says a picture to the board members uh, to establish yourself from somebody else is, is what you need to do. Yeah, for, for me it's like, um, and great points, gentlemen, um, it's just, it's, it's not a static process, right? This, this is, is continuing to move forward as we're moving forward. Um, so if you don't get promoted within that 12 months, then you're, you're, you're back in, you're reviewing for your board file, right? And you're going into the next evaluation board um, and getting the, the new OML. Um, but we, we've seen lots of folks, right? You know, still be very successful, even if they're going to the next board, right? And they get, they get on the next OML. Um, I think that's the, the positive news for, for, for the folks out in the field. Absolutely, yes, sir. Absolutely, sir. Yeah. Um, okay, so we, we talked OML a little bit. You've talked the four kind of categories on the OML and then the changes as you go. Um, I, you know, I wanted to talk just briefly about the SAR major course. Um, you know, maybe talk a little bit about the nuances of, of, of the SAR major course and then what kind of happens as you come out of the SAR major course with promotion, et cetera. Absolutely. So the Mass Sergeant Evaluation Board will give you the order of merit list to be eligible to go to the SAR Majors course. Once selected for the SAR Majors course, you will go to SAR Major course, in-house or distance learning, you will be evaluated again. That will give you your promotion eligibility order and merit list. You'll get that June, the same month that you'll graduate SAR Major course. You'll have that OML for the whole year, just like every other evaluation board. However, if you do not get promoted during that time, you will get evaluated again with the class that's in-house for the SAR major course right, right now. So for me, I'm class 72. If for some reason I don't get promoted until before next June, I will be evaluated again with the population of class 73. And in June, I'll get my new OML combined with them to where I rack and stack in the, inside that order merit list. And that will continuously go uh, going up and down for whoever gets promoted, who doesn't. 
um, until somebody retires or gets promoted. Yeah, again, not static. Not static at all. Yeah, yeah and, and that's, that's one of the larger changes of this process, right? What's kind of happening with SAR majors. Correct. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's important to put it out there that, hey, this is how this is operating and, and this is how this works. Um, th thanks for laying that out. Um, so like myths, I mean, we've talked a lot. We've, we've, we've covered a lot of ground in, in, in 20 or so minutes just on, hey, this is what this is, how it's going, what S1s and, and NCOs should focus on. But uh, any myths you want to highlight and maybe, you know, dispel, you know, here on the back end of this podcast? Sure. So from the DASEC's perspective is, Every, everything from membership to how we conduct the board, you're broken down into your CMF per panels uh, for voting on the board, and your whole IPERMS is available to a board member for voting. I know the myth is that they only go back uh, the last five. That's only on the voter philosophy of that board member, of what they want to look for to get their vote for each board file. Uh, there is no time limit that is set for a board member. However, they do know how they have so many uh, board files they have to get through, and generally the boards are almost a month long, so there's a little bit of time. We come in late, or we come in early, we stay late, we'll come in on the weekends if board members need to, but we want the board member to vote that first file with the same thought process as they vote the last file. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, yeah, the board composition is diverse um, and covers all the basis of who we have serving in our army today, um, including, you, you know, the specialty that's being, yes, sir. You, you know, evaluated uh, in, in the board process. And then I, I love to tell people it's, it, yes, we are in the human resources command and we're in this, you know, kind of big building here in, in uh, Fort Knox, at Fort Knox, Kentucky. Um, but this is no joke. You are working on the weekends. You, you, are, you are running through uh, many boards in the year that we have to get done. Uh, all one needs to do is look on the website and see how many boards we're conducting. Um, and there's, there are uh, NCOs and officers tied to all of those boards uh, executing those. Uh, it is, it is a, uh, it's a great mission. Yes. Um, it's a super important mission, but it's also a, a focused mission, um, as you stated, Master Little. Yes, sir. So, okay, any other myths that you, you want to you maybe dispel? Well, the intent of the evaluation board, especially when it comes to promotion, sir, is to be done based on merit, and that is those from top to bottom, regardless of how senior or junior you are. You will have your opportunity to be promoted in that order, regardless of where you fall on the OML. It's, it's done that way every single month, as long as requirements exist. We do not bounce around. We get that question a lot. You know, we bounce around and the numbers are here one month and then another month they change. And that's all based on eligibility. Uh, a soldier that may be high on an OML may not be eligible for the next six months. And I have to skip that soldier. Uh, it's not that the soldier is being skipped because someone else has school is already complete. It's based on requirements and promotion eligibility. We get that question a lot about the process of when we comes to promoting soldiers. It is done based on merit and we go top to bottom on every single month. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I can also see, you know, why, why it may be a myth. It's, it's tricky to understand from where you're sitting, you know, out in the field. Um, you're on an OML, um, but there's this requirement um, business that we're involved with, right? You know, and then, you know, you don't always know everyone else that's eligible or not eligible. Um, so, I, so I understand that. But I think from my perspective and doing an event like this, uh, this tag talk today is really, let's just continue to try and level set with the field that, 
um, th this is a pretty pretty decent process, and, and we got some great folks making it making it work for, for Army readiness and, and NCOs careers, et cetera. Uh, and those four key points, you know, what we're doing um, as the reasoning of the evaluation board. Um, but uh, yeah, just really thank both you gentlemen for for joining in today. Um, okay, so where can you find info? Because I know there's a ton of it. Where can you find info if you are um, looking for NCO Evaluation Board LPDs or information? Absolutely, sir. So obviously we have our HRC promotion site that has a ton of information on there. Uh, S1Net is also another viable source for good information for us. We have our LPDs posted there. Reach out to the team. We conduct LPDs uh, via Teams. We travel very often. Units request for us to come out. We are also available to do any of those. And for your S1s out there, your 42 office, look, I highly recommend that you ensure that you're plugged in with your G1 Sergeant Majors and your G1s within itself. There's a lot of information that they receive. If, you, if, if you're on an installation and you have a G1 Sergeant Major there, it behooves you to be a part of the AGCRA and make sure that you're tuned in and plugged in with what it is that they do and the communication that they have and what they receive from HRC. Yeah, that's fantastic. And sir, just to echo what Sergeant Major said was, uh, yes, stay up on S1Net. Uh, we have stuff on the DA sect uh, on there. And to don't take for granted what happened one board will happen again. Policy changes uh, just like anything and a requirement might change. So stay abreast on those meal per message and the topics that are coming out. And just yeah. ask us uh, for LPDs. We're here to help out. We want to educate the force and we want to give everybody the opportunity to to look their best for every evaluation board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, great, great feedback, great counsel. Um, you know, obviously the websites, uh, obviously uh, S1Net. Um, watch for the milpers, right? I think the most one of the most powerful tools I've I've used in my career is that that S1Net email coming out that shows the milpers. You know, every morning the, one of those things comes out. I'm looking, okay, what milpers have been dropped? Um, and I know HRC's Monday milper. Um, is another, if you look on the Facebook, you can find, you know, what milpers have dropped um, also uh, as, a, as a level setting tool uh, for, for use by the field. Um, those two are always like center of gravity for me. Okay, now I know, you know, go ask some questions of my, my, my team. Uh, okay, how do, we, how do we go about this? The, the other thing I want to really underline is that, hey, we're willing to travel and plug in for, by teams or some other mechanism to do LPDs. Uh, and this is just about everything in the tag, um, willing, uh, willing to, to, to do that, to really drive uh, the understanding of the field uh, and to support uh, S1s, commanders, command star majors, um, and, and individual NCOs out there. So uh, don't be hesitant to, to reach out to us. You know, I, I, I'm on the global, um, Sergeant Major's on the global, Sergeant Little's on the global. He said his first name at the beginning. You might have to rewind to, to listen to it again. Um, but we're definitely willing to plug in for LPDs because it's, it's that important. It's Absolutely. that important to uh, serve uh, uh, you out in the field um, so we get this right and continue to, to get it done. Uh, part and shot, Sergeant Major, what you got? Look, it's, it's, your, it's your career. It's your record. It's your evaluation board. Uh, it behooves you to put your best foot forward. If you don't know, ask the question. If you don't have a mentor out there and, and you're being evaluated, talk to your first sergeant. Find your platoon sergeant. Find your sergeant major. Have your record looked at. Request that sit down. This is it's your responsibility. It behooves you to be able to do that. We have a lot more tools now than what we had when back in the old microfish days. And we've come a long way with how we do evaluation boards and promotion boards. So take charge and ask the questions. 
You went there on microfish, telling our age. <laughs> Sir, first off, thank you for the opportunity. But to the listeners out there, I would just say take control of your career. Uh, get in DAPAM 600-25 within your career field. Take those hard assignments. Get to school. Work hard at school. Uh, separate yourself from your peers, and uh, you will succeed. Yeah, thanks. Um, great words of uh, advice and wisdom from, from you two. Um, I am, I am uh, simply surrounded by giants here today. Um, very thankful, Matt Sergeant Little and, and Sergeant Mayor Boyd um, walking us through this and talking it. Um, two absolute experts in what they do. And, and at the end of the day, they care about you. They, they care about soldiers. They care about um, taking care of our people in the Army and building readiness for the Army and delivering that for for all of us. Um, so with that, uh, like to end this uh, this tag talks. Re really excited with the series uh, th this year. We have several topics uh, coming towards you next. We'll talk awards. Uh, we'll talk uh, promotion boards on the officer side. Uh, just a plethora of things coming uh, in the next several months. And, and of course, we're going to talk uh, IPSA delivery um, as that comes online very very soon for our, for our army. Uh, with that, uh, I want to sign off. This is uh, Tag 63. Thanks for being with us. Your Personnel File is a monthly podcast brought to you by the Army Human Resources Command Public Affairs Office located at Fort Knox. Our technical support was provided by the HRC Audiovisual Team. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on Your Personnel File.